What's up, everybody? Welcome, everyone, to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons, which is you all with us live right now, to discuss today's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined today by Steve Bowling, Derek Bittner, and our very, 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 very special guest, the one and only, super cozy, John Cartwright, everybody. John, <laughs> man, thank you so much for joining us. We miss you so much. How's it going over there? Well, it's nice to meet you guys. I've been mega fans of you all for years. Um, just, been a, just been a fan, just in the audience, and can't believe I'm on the show for this uh, for the first time. So it's like I can't believe yeah. you're finally on this channel. It's it's never happened before. Yeah, yeah, it's a dream come <laughs> well, true. It's, yeah, never, never. I mean, we've never really done things together before, so this is pretty unprecedented right now for us all to be in a, in a chat recording something together on youtube this has never happened before yeah i gotta say i'm loving the wardrobe choice uh the last guy he wore like a shirt and tie every day (laughs) Uh yeah he was very very hard to uh very hard to look look good next to he's very dapper uh, i'm in a shed right now so that's why i'm in like a uh coat because it's kind of chilly in here yeah it's actually winter i'm i'm in virginia now and it's still like around 65 70 each day and like it's 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 not cold yet what's up with this it's november i'm used to pennsylvania where typically it gets a little chilly around this year and like no no don't need to worry about it it's just been raining a ton I, I have to wonder how much math john is doing in his head right now to convert celsius to fahrenheit oh right <laughs> yeah, i didn't get it <laughs> it's, been, it's been a it's little warm enough for us here. <laughs> yeah it's finally it's it's kind of calmed down a little bit for us here it's like in the 60s which is nice it's not too horrible but it's been like in the 90s and the 100s which i think for I don't even know what that is, Celsius, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a dumb Fahrenheit American. I don't even know what that is. If they if they'd actually teach us and let us join the rest of the world, it wouldn't be so confusing, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I live in uh, but John, last in education and first in temperature. So. <laughs> <laughs> John, I have to ask, man, how is fatherhood? You and Derek are both fathers now. How's it been for you? It's been nuts. <laughs> I, 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 my heart is filled with so much joy. But at the same Good. time, my heart is filled with so much sleep uh, depression. It's it's just day to day. I don't know what I'm saying anymore because I'm just so tired. I haven't slept in the longest time. When she was born, I'm I think sure. I went three days without any sleep. Yeah, and um, I was just at, I was at hospital while Roxy was sleeping, and I was just holding the baby. I was like, "Please don't fall asleep, John. You're not allowed to fall asleep." And I tried putting her down in her bed, but she just cries whenever I do that. So mm, yeah, oh, she's geez. gotten better, but. I'm I'm so out of it. <laughs> I, I am honestly really glad to hear that because I see your post on Twitter. It's like, oh man, John's <laughs> rocking this. He must have it easy yeah. with Amelia because uh, yeah. I've been, you know, trying to balance as best as I can. And we're very fortunate to have uh, Amy's mother with us helping out uh, as this is all <clears throat> going down. And yeah, uh, Kai definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> he. Uh, he sleeps like we get about two to three hours of sleep before he wakes up, needs change, needs another feeding, and then he's back asleep. Like he's has been Amelia been sleeping with you guys in bed, or is she actually in her own like bassinet near you? Yeah, <clears throat> so she's in a bassinet next to us every night. Um, but okay. she loves being cuddled, though, is the thing. And mm. uh, <laughs> so whenever she's not being cuddled, she tends to either toss and turn or either just scream, which is not ideal. Um, but she's getting into a good routine, <laughs> thankfully. But Derek, I I do not have it easy compared to you though. You decided to start an entire channel right at the birth of your son, whereas <laughs> I have a, I have like a whole month off work to deal with her. You're juggling so much right now. I, 
Amy's my rock. <laughs> if it wasn't her support, <laughs> I could not do this. Like I just all the love and appreciation to her because you know, I'm trying to keep us in is it in the red? Yeah, keep us going is basically how I I'm going in. She and she's dealing with a lot. She's uh had been dealing with a lot of cramps and a lot of the post birth stuff. It's been tough and I've been just trying to be there as much as I can because you know, you have the, the postpartum depression there's a lot going on she had a bit of a scare where um her temperature got over 100 which they say is a big no-no after maybe being born so we went there and got her some antibiotics because she was having a bit of uh mastitis i think it's called mastitis Mastitis. Uh um Mm. basically not all the milk was being used (laughs) so it got stuck in there and it starts to not be so good so we got her some antibiotics for that um She's been pumping to help out, and then because it just uh, Kai's not been able to eat it all, <laughs> so right, it's right, it's a it's a trip and a half learning all these things, and you know, thinking before this all happens, like I don't know how to change a diaper, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Now it's just like <laughs> whatever, just yeah. I don't care, <laughs> just get you get him clean and get the diaper on before he pees on you. <laughs> Yeah, well, they love doing it while you're changing them. Mm-hmm. There's been so many times while I've been changing Amelia. It's like, okay, it's time to go now. <laughs> Man, well, respect to all three of you. I mean, I, I of course, am the lone not father here, and I think that's probably always going to be the case. But uh, I have nothing but respect and, and joy for all of you that uh, that that you're you know going embarking on this new chapter in your lives. And uh, of course, I know you've been you've been a father for a while, Steve. But uh, oh, yeah. still, for all three of you to be doing this, <laughs> he's past this it's point. Good for you, man. <laughs> Know, uh, I'm, right? I'm not fully past it. Uh, really? My youngest is two, and she's still in diapers. So, yeah, yeah. so I definitely sympathize with you guys and the literal crap you're dealing with. Um, <laughs> yes, but, but and as Dan and Twistle said, and as Dan and Twistle said, good vibes for the new mums is of course. So mm-hmm. of course. that of course is just as course. important, almost so, more so. Uh, Derek, please, <laughs> so much respect, right? For no, well, yeah, any exactly. woman that goes through this. Oh god, uh, yeah. watching Roxy give birth oh, was something absolutely. else. Any woman that goes through with it. So I, did, I I just have so much respect for them. Did, did she have any painkillers? Because Amy went without, and it's <laughs> she did. <laughs> Derek. Uh, oh, it's it's, it's something. Wait, like, she I watched painkillers. Yeah, she didn't oh, have uh, a uh, what's what's a Steve? You'll know what's it called a um, um, epidural. 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 Yeah, yeah, she she didn't have an epidural, and uh, Kai was a big baby. <laughs> wow, uh, I think nine well, pounds six ounces. So wolf. yeah. I love, I love how everyone's well, like, Steve, you've done this like four times. What's the name of that thing? You've given birth, right? Yeah, exactly. I've just been there. Yeah, I've, I've been there so many times now. I just know all the terms by heart. Mm-hmm. It's well, like all the respect in the world to <laughs> just same exact thing, mastering world one, one. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. But no, all the respect in the world to both Amy and Roxy and uh, Derek and John, please give them and our, you know, uh, our whole GVG community to give them all their, our, all our best. Yep. Thank you. So, uh, with that said, let's go ahead and lead with something nice and wholesome because we have John here today and he's this, the, the coziest guy we know. And so Nintendo of America today, uh, tweeted out some secrets about the, uh, game and watch super Mario brothers units that are now going out into the wild. Uh, just nothing earth shattering, but some cool Easter eggs. Um, the first one, if you finish the game, you'll unlock hard mode with different enemies appearing, which, of course, we know is in the original game, but in the original version, that was only available until you turned off the NES. In this version, you got battery saving, battery backup, so actually, 
you unlock hard mode, you always have hard mode. So that's pretty cool. And uh, you can actually, it's selectable from the title screen. So that's something that's never been seen before in the original Mario. Um, so yeah, so you can, you can select hard mode whenever you want. Uh, you can also unlock infinite Mario mode in both Mario Brothers and the Lost Levels by holding the A button at the title screen. So that's neat. And um, you can also press and hold the A button for more than five seconds at the title screen of the ball game to play as Luigi. And they, uh, they included a little hmm. screenshot here showing clearly that it is Luigi. Uh, and then after the final, uh, you can also look out for, there are, of course, 35 different special events being the 35th anniversary of Super Mario uh, in the digital clock. So, for example, at 1.11 a.m. or p.m., you might have three bloopers appear and swim up to the top of the screen and stuff like that. So there are 35 different little Easter eggs in the, in the clock to find. And, yeah, that's about the long and short of it. How are you guys feeling about, well, first of all, do any of you have a Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers? Nope. I uh, one. Not yet. But okay. when I was moving house, Same. I ordered it to my parents' house. And now the UK is in a lockdown, so I can't get that until the end of December now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. Jeez. They can't ship it over but to you? They, they could, but um, I don't think they really want to like go out at all. So oh, I think they're just yeah. going to hold on to it until later. I wasn't sure I if it was possible to post in the, put in the post box and like just outside their house and get it picked up that way. Yeah, it's, it's, that's possible too, yeah. But I'm fine don't, waiting. Don't your, I've got lots of next-gen toys keeping me company until then. True. <laughs> don't your parents and, and the authorities know how important this is, though? This I is know. way more I, important I tried than telling them. I don't care about their yeah. safety. I want to play as Luigi in Ball. Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I don't have one yet either, of course. And I also don't have any next-gen toys to keep me company. I, I don't have a PS5 yet or an Xbox Series X, but I will hopefully find one soon. Uh, but I don't know if I genuinely plan to even get this. I, I don't, you know, I already mm -hmm. own the original Super Mario Brothers on about 26 different consoles or platforms. So I don't really feel like I need this, but it is cool that they included these uh, extra Easter eggs. Yeah, I think there's something really charming about Nintendo releasing a new Game & Watch, you know, after mm -hmm. all these decades, right? Uh, I actually think it's a really cool device. I wonder, you know, if 50 bucks was really the right price for it. Um <laughs> But I do have right. one coming in in a couple days, so maybe I'll check it out here and, and we'll put something up about it. But yeah, it's it's just a cute little thing. Like I think if you're really into the history of Mario and the history of Nintendo, then it's kind of a cool thing to have. Uh, but it goes back to that whole, you know, what is what is your real uh, tie to the franchise and your tie to Nintendo as a company? Like for some people, it'll be an instant buy. Like I think there's nothing anyone could do to make someone either want or not want to buy this. Like, the minute you saw it, you probably decided if right. it was worth it to you. And I yeah. don't think That's any coverage true. or anything can sway that opinion. No. Right. The, the features don't really matter that much. I will say, though, Lost Levels, Infinite Lives. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think levels. about that. Infinite that's lives actually really nice to have that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I realized Lost Levels was in it, so that's that's kind of cool. So. Yeah, I, I think I, I knew that originally and then forgot and then, like, found out all over again when I was checking out this new story, so... It is cool that they added it, and to have infinite lives and not have to restart from the beginning of a world when you inevitably die is really nice. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but let's keep the focus firmly on uh, our, our pal Mario and the 35th anniversary because uh, Nintendo just updated uh, Super Mario Bros. 35 to version 1.0.2, and uh, nothing. There's nothing huge, no major sweeping changes here, but some general bug fixes. Um, I guess there was, you know, uh, under certain conditions, some players were unable to throw fireballs underwater. Um, tre treasure chest coin pool amounts are now displayed during spectator mode. 
They also adjusted the sound effect that plays when shells or other objects rapidly bounce and forth within a single block's opening. Uh, so, you know, mostly nips and tucks here, but the thing that interests me as a hardcore Mario 35 player, as I've said, I can't put this game down, is that they adjusted the speed-up timing of the countdown timer. And a as is usual with Nintendo patch notes, it's kind of hard to know exactly what they mean by that. But what I hope they mean is that now less time needs to pass before the timer speeds up. Because if I have any complaint about this game, it's really the only one I would say, is that sometimes you get stuck in games that can last upwards of 15 minutes because you, you get you know, you get grouped with a bunch of good players, and then the game just keeps going and going and going until the game finally decides to speed up the countdown timer. So what I hope this means is that the countdown timer will now speed up more quickly, leading to shorter games overall. Um, what do you guys make of, make of that wording? Do you guys have any thoughts on this as other Mario 35 players? The only thing that I can think of is I wonder why they bothered. Uh, because, I mean, the game is going to go away soon. So <laughs> why are they updating it if they're just going to delist it soon? <laughs> you, just, you had to remind me, didn't you? You had to remind me. I, I, I'm telling you, it's going to yeah. be Super Mario The Lost Levels uh, 35 after this. They're just going to go from Mario to Mario again. I know. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I honestly haven't... I still have yet to actually play Super Mario 35, so... Sure. I've no, I've heard of the matches lasting quite a while, and it makes sense they would probably try to make them a little shorter, because I, I, I have heard that complaint before, that the matches just can last a super long time. And yeah. I, can, I can see one way or the other, like, it does become a marathon at that point, but if it's not actively challenging you, then it does kind of get boring, so... I, I'm not sure. I, I know John's opinion is it's no Tetris effect. What is it? Multiplayer or something like that? Oh, it's so good. Tetris 99. <laughs> no, no, no. Tetris well, no, effect. Tetris 99 and the new Tetris effect multiplayer. Oh, and the new Tetris effect on, connected. Um, right, right. Which I haven't played yet. It's, it's really, oh my God. really good. Yeah. Nice. Have you I played it? That one of the first things John asked me when he found out I had a Series X was if I had played it and how good it was. And for some reason, the code Microsoft sent me didn't work until the console was released. Like, it said it was an invalid code, so I thought they'd just send me a bad one, and I ignored it. <laughs> and then when the console finally came out, I was like, oh, I'll try it again, and it worked, and so I played it. And the next thing I knew, it was like two hours later, and I was still playing Tetris. And I was shocked, nice. because if you if you know me, I'm not a Tetris guy. Like, I suck at the game, and I've kind of accepted Same. that I'm terrible. Um, but But... Good lord, does uh, Tetris Effect Connected just suck you into the gameplay? Like, the music, the visuals, the way everything changes this. to the beat. Like, it's... Ash, you would you would love this. Oh, this is so totally Ash's nice. version of Tetris. Nice. I gotta check it out. Because I, I want to address something off topic on Mario. But oh, no, the multiplayer, the brand new multiplayer is so good. There's like there's a there's a yeah. bunch of different modes. One of them is literally NES Tetris. So that there's no hard drops, there's no storing pieces, there's no shadow. Wow. So that's cool for like a hardcore player standpoint. And then I think the most special mode is connected, where basically you play three-player co-op against the computer. I know the zone mechanic in Tetris Effect, where you basically slow the game down and get a bunch of Tetrises consecutively. You do that in a group of players, and your game boards combine while you do that. So you oh, literally wow. you are connecting to each other, and it's it's so special. Like this is just this is one of the best multiplayer games or experiences I think I've had in a very long time. 
Wow, I have so to. Cool. Okay, I have to try this tonight. That's <laughs> yeah. that's John, definitely going to happen. John posted himself getting a perfectress on Twitter today, <laughs> which is like when you clear the whole board in zone mode. And I was like, "Yep, I'm never going to see that happen on my TV." So that <laughs> yep, cool. same here. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen to me. And I guess to bring it back around to Mario, uh, I was going to address what Evernight Studio said. Super Mario 35 just doesn't have the same staying power as Tetris 99. Man, speak for yourself. I have put over 30 <laughs> hours into Mario 35 now, and I have like 55 wins, and I much prefer going back to that than Tetris 99. But that, of course, has everything to do with the fact that I'm good at Mario and good at platformers and <laughs> See, terrible at Tetris. I, I have to agree with Dan on this one because I'm terrible at Tetris, but I still prefer it to Mario 35. I, I kick ass at yeah. Mario 35. Like I win more often than not, but I think maybe because of that, I enjoy Tetris mm. more because when I get into mm. like the top 10, I'm super hyped. Like I'm thrilled every time I break, like, you know, I, I do <laughs> reasonably well. Um, and, and the matches because I'm not super skilled at Tetris feel way more intense for me. Like they, they really get yeah. my adrenaline going. I think what this game needs is Invictus, which is what Tetris 99 has. So basically, when you win Tetris 99, you unlock this new mode, which is just much faster. You're only against the top players who have also won a game. And it's like a hard mode. And I think that's exactly what Mario 35 needs. Mm-hmm. Like a mode where you get less points for stomping Goombas. You, you have less time to do things. Just make it a bit more intense. Because I, I love this game too, yeah. but it can get into that kind of samey rhythm where... You, sure. you, you, it's very easy to max out the timer, and I don't think it should be that easy. It is to a little that. too easy. Yeah. Well, and and the it would be nice if there was maybe a randomizer mode too, because it's so easy to get stuck in a rotation of one 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 two two one two two three one. You know, you, you very rarely play the more advanced levels, which makes yeah. it pretty safe a lot of times. So I, I agree. Apart there are events. definitely some improvements that could be made. You know, for me, I think what I, I just live for the 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 final five players, right? Because you pretty much always get to the final five. And then once that happens and the, the timer gets faster, and especially once the timer turns red, that's when the game becomes unbelievably fun because you're fighting to chain enemies together to keep the time up, but also make sure you have enough coins to keep using the item roulette when you have literally like 25 Lakitus coming at you on the other side of the screen and you know you're going to be tanking hits and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. So that's <laughs> the part of the game I live for. But I agree that getting to that point can be a little slow and, and a little samey a lot of the time. So I, I hear you guys. Um, but to keep the focus on Nintendo, because we've got a, a few Nintendo uh, headlines today, um, and some good news for them, the Switch has sold over 735,000 units in October in the United States, which is the second highest October for any system ever, uh, only passed by the Wii, which sold uh, 807,000 units in October 2008. So... The 2020 it continues to be nothing but, or mostly nothing but, good news for Nintendo. Uh, with you know, despite everything going on with the pandemic, their sales haven't slowed down, and uh, they're still setting records. It's, so that's nice to see. It's so funny to see everybody complaining like there's no Nintendo news, there's nothing really happening, and yet yeah. it's just quietly selling system after system. Uh, <laughs> don't know how many of those people are actually picking up Pikmin three, but. <laughs> Uh, it, I think it's just a quietly like it's a good system to have. It's like get the kids, put in this car, and you're good to go. That's that sort of thing. It's it's just sort of that old standby at this point. I mean, that's kind of a good point there, Derek. Like the, the Switch is doing crazy well, um, but a lot of its 2020 games haven't really broken any records, apart from Animal Crossing, of course. Mm-hmm. But we've had like Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Pikmin Three, uh, Paper Mario, which did sell well. 
Um, but mm. that, there's not really been that megaton release apart from Animal Crossing, yet the Switch is still being pushed as if it were being um, pushed along by these big games. And it's not. Yeah, it's right. And I'm not, yeah. I, I've always said this, but like, what corporation is going to come out and be like, yeah, our, our hardware is selling like hotcakes, but our games are doing terrible? Like, no, nobody right. ever like tells you those hard truths when they're, when they're, you know, they like to call, like corporate puffery. They're just like, oh, yeah, you know, everything is perfect. No, well, you know, your, your 2020 games aren't super hot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Animal Crossing has pretty much saved 2020 for Nintendo. Well, and yeah, that, I mean, and apparently yeah. massive hardware sales. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo's right, doing I mean, all beyond, right uh, Yeah, and beyond Animal Crossing and, and uh, Paper Mario and Steven Smash, there haven't really been too many headlines for, uh, and Min Min, I guess, but she's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a blip on the radar compared to Steve. Well, that feels um, like forever ago. Yeah, <laughs> I know it does, doesn't it? It's crazy. Steve even feels a long but, time yeah. ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it really does. Um, and then, of course, we have Age of Calamity coming, but I, I don't really see Age of Calamity... Even though it is a big deal and we're all excited about it, I don't. I don't think it quite reaches that megaton release think, that Nintendo's known for in the. Didn't holidays. Hyrule Warriors like, sell very well though? The the original, it, it sold pretty well. I think. I th- actually think it might have been Koei Tecmo's best selling uh, Warriors game, which that, that may not be saying a lot, but it still it is. That's still a, a record to have. And mm-hmm. I want to make a bet here for just a moment. Uh, my bet is that Age of Calamity is going to break ten million. Wow. Really? Uh, I, I, I can see that. I can it's see that. It's a wild sequel. <laughs> it, it gets enough. I think that's true. That's word, true. Good word of yeah. mouth. I think it'll happen. Have you played the demo yeah. yet, uh, John? I feel like we asked I this have. of every guest, but. I have, and I really like it. I, I feel mm. like they've, they've perfectly sort of merged um, the, the formula of Dynasty Warriors with Zelda in a way that Hyrule Warriors didn't really. Like, Hyrule mm. Warriors was still very uh, much a Dynasty Warriors game. Whereas Age of mm-hmm. Calamity feels like it is, it's coming off the backbone of Breath of the Wild in a very mm-hmm. similar way to what Persona 5 Scramble sure. did. Like they've kind of sure. nailed their collaborations now with Koei Tecmo. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And if you guys, I'm not sure if you guys have played the demo yourself, but it opens with the opening cutscene. And I don't want to talk about it because it, it, it goes there. It changes things. I oh, mean, we've we talked we, about it. We kind of talked we about talked it in the past episodes. So. A couple of days ago, actually, we talked about how we're concerned about the addition of time travel. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I am... I am I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, optimistic. but yeah. it is one of those things yeah. you see immediately. It's like, okay, is this just... I'm hoping it's just a gameplay excuse. One, to get a, vi- right. a villain other than Ganondorf, like that guy that we've seen. Because I've not really looked at any information since the last... Like, the... Revelation that you to. can play as the um, the guardians yeah. or the uh, not the guardians right. the, um, the divine, divine, beasts. divine beasts. That's right. pretty much where I stopped, and I saw that they kind of did a bit more the face of the new villain. But I I think one they probably needed a more a, a more compelling villain than Ganon can provide. Like he's not especially in Breath of the Wild. Exactly, yeah. he cannot do that. Like Ganon was a great villain in Hyrule Warriors. He, he had that nice takeover of Sia and nice presence to him but you can't get away with that in this and so a new villain is required plus it also allows gameplay wise for us to actually fight guardians which is something we wouldn't be able to do otherwise if we're following the canon strictly so having this new force sort of take them over it gets a few more of the elements in there that you might not have had initially and i think that's probably for the best i think that like because you want to have those things that people recognize in there and be able to enjoy well, I, I'm actually curious. A, oh, go ahead, John. Oh, sorry. 
this is very much a me problem, but I don't want to see any more of this game. <laughs> and they keep showing trailers and screenshots yep. and tweets. Right. Like, during the last me direct, I was watching like this with my eyes covered because I, I don't want to see anything more. <laughs> Stop showing me well, this game. John, I'm curious actually to get your feedback because we did have a conversation about how we're concerned about the addition of time travel being, you know, quite a big revelation. But we've all had our say on this, but you haven't, you have not. And I know obviously you're a big Zelda lore nerd like, you know, we are. And I'm curious, you know, what, how do you feel about the introduction of time travel? Are you concerned? Are you excited? You know, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I am concerned. Uh, I feel like this could Same. rob uh, the game of its emotional integrity. Because we, we all yeah. know how it ends. And mm-hmm. I think they, that's what they're thinking. They think, oh, everyone knows how it's going to end, so they don't care how it ends. And that's <laughs> not really it. Like, I do care how it ends. I want to see how it all unravels um, as we know it. It's kind of like how Halo Reach had it. Like, the game opens with that helmet on, on, on Reach just obliterated. And you know you're going into a, a, a sad story. And that's, right. I'm fine with that. I think there's a lot of weight mm-hmm. in that, in seeing uh, Doom unravel and not being able to do anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. So in, in terms of that, I think that that could make the game hit less. Uh, but also time travel in Zelda can o- always open up a can of worms. So <laughs> yes. I, I kind of yeah, wish they did Yeah, I can. I, I, I said this last episode, and I'll, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but my hope is that, and this is a sick hope, but Eggy needs to die to have that emotional mm-hmm. gut punch as well. And the final battle needs to be fully powered Zelda versus Ganon in order to seal him. I think that's where you get your emotional right. impact. Yeah. I think I think what I'm really just hoping is that time travel isn't used as a vehicle to to pull all the champions into the present timeline and then going into Breath of the Wild 2. Everyone's happy. Hey, we got Urbosa here. Hey, there's Mifa. Hey, oh, I don't think they'll do that. that. Everyone's happy. Yeah, I don't I think know. they'll do that. But I, think I, think, I think what they're going to do is yeah. screw with the established lore from 100 years ago from Breath of the Wild, but not screw mm-hmm. with like the ending of Breath of the Wild. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. where I see it. I think that'll be the most egregious thing it does, if it does even that. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, last night or two nights ago, I, I just want the microwave hallway moment for Zelda. I just want, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I want to see Link get brought back yeah. to the Shrine of Resurrection. If we get that, I'm good. I, I think yeah. that would be just an incredibly compelling part of a game to play play as link lose switch to zelda have her save his life mark cole here is is breaking my heart because uh they said eggy equals bobby (laughs) that already just (laughs) breaks my heart just thinking about that so hopefully if if eggy does does die hopefully it's not in anywhere near as traumatic a fashion as uh as as bobby because who that was uh that was a moment, you guys. That was, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to a couple other people in the chat. Uh, Jared Edinger, Evernet Studio, also mentioned that Violet would also, was also this year, which is crazy to think. Wait, what? Not only is <laughs> yeah. Min Min a blip, but yeah. Was really? Violet was January 31st, I believe. So oh, not God. only was oh, Min God. Min a blip wow. on the radar in the before time. To yeah, exactly. Steve. No wonder I don't yeah. remember it. <laughs> exactly. So Violet uh, really is the true blip on the radar here. Man, to call Min Min that isn't really fair. Um, okay, well then to turn our attention away from Nintendo for a bit, uh, there's an update on Half-Life Alex, which now, after a new update, has three hours of audio commentary, and, uh, so I guess now in the game you can don a headset and walk around the world being guided by the developers who made it. And that's a difference. Well, in the game, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, but... I just they, uh, had to. They've done it's that like in previous he- Half-Life, Half-Life 2 has that all over the place. So it's cool that they're continuing that trend. 
Yeah, and I guess in, in a way, in, in VR, it's a little different, I guess, because mm-hmm. you are literally being guided through the game in the game mm-hmm. by the developers, which is pr- actually pretty cool. I haven't played Half-Life, Alex. I don't have a VR I platform. I wish I could. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'd love to check it out. I'm not really even a Half-Life fan, but I, I am a VR fan, and uh, I've, I've had some incredibly compelling gameplay experiences in VR, uh, such as Res Infinite. In v- oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I imagine Tetris Effect is, and I would love to try this. That's what I was about to ask. Is that in vr because i played it and i was like this would be an amazing vr game tetris effect that is yes on ps4 it, it is uh, on xbox though, there's got, no vr there's no vr uh, platform on xbox yet nice i just got right. a psvr from my brother as mm. as a gift for starting gvg so oh, he, wow. he sent it oh, over and nice. he's like hey i figured you could use this for your new channel and so it's right over here somewhere and i got like the iron man bundle but now that i know that tetris is on there i guess i know what i'm doing first <laughs> Man, I want, I want your brother, man. That's yeah, no seriously. one's giving me a gift for starting GVG. Damn. No. All I had was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had a couple of shots, but that was uh, that's all, all I got was uh, some some vodka. I, I, I will yeah, say. Well, uh, go. Uh, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, I was I'm just, just going to say it back thank to Alex. you. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, go bring it back to Half Life, Alex. I I want to see developer commentary end up in games more often. Because I, I, I think it's a really fascinating look and can really get upcoming game developers a better idea of what goes into the the creation of all this. Like, apparently the sure. team talks about early prototypes, animations, water physics, des- the design philosophies for VR, um, and even launching during COVID-19. So it, it's really fascinating. The only other developer commentary I've really dug into was the original Sly Cooper because I remember it blowing my mind that they had a level commentary as you played. Uh, we, as you replayed the game, they talk, the developers were just talking about the level that you were playing on and going back through it. And I was like, this is so cool. I want this in other games because I can imagine it being so yeah. fascinating getting that peek behind the curtains of your favorite games as you play and have that other aspect. Like, I would totally replay some of my favorite games if I had a developer commentary going at the same time just seeing what they were thinking at the time i don't know i think yeah. it's a cool idea that needs to be used more often but i know it's also a lot trickier Same. in video games game development is weirdly secretive like mm-hmm. um horror historia mm-hmm. and uh, arts and artifacts they they come with all of these concept arts for games that are released like decades ago so you've been holding on to this for years just to publish this book decades later w- why are they just holding on to this stuff and because it is fascinating as fans to see the behind-the-scenes look at these games and figure out how they came to be. But um, yeah, in terms of commentary tracks, all I can think of is Valve, with like Portal and Half-Life. Uh, I, I wish more developers did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, can you imagine how easily Nintendo could monetize all the things we've seen in the Nintendo Giga League over the past few months? Yeah. They could make a History of Nintendo Development art book or source book, put all that stuff in there, and charge a premium for it, and people would buy it. Yeah. Or just, oh, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, make a, let's not forget that Apple released a coffee table book of just pictures of things they, they've released, and people paid like 300 bucks for that stupid <laughs> book. Like, if Nintendo did something like that, I would absolutely buy it. Okay. I, I think, yeah. Um, like, maybe like a behind the scenes series that they popped on Netflix or something like that would do gangbusters just to have that sort of more in depth history, almost like a. Ver, uh, like a video version of a Wada asks where you get behind the scenes oh, and yeah. see some of this and have the archive footage or 
some sort of preservation that really dives into game development and shows what goes into all of this. It'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think there's definitely a market for that. And uh, I mean, and, and Nintendo doesn't even have to include the stuff they really understandably wouldn't want to, like the sprite of Luigi flipping the player off. Uh, you know, they don't have to include <laughs> that kind of stuff. But they could monetize the crap out of this. But and yet they choose not to. So, yeah, I, I mean, and I don't I don't know. I get why they don't do it with their current generation or even going back maybe one or two generations. But what's the harm? And pulling back the curtain a bit on stuff from the 16-bit generation or the 8-bit. You know, they're not actively making money off those titles anymore. At least not in a way that's going to affect their affect them now with Nintendo would, Switch Online memberships. I would love to see something like this for Ocarina of Time. Like, as oh, a teenager, I grew up just me too. pouring over screenshots from this game. And N64 games especially seemed to go through tons of changes from the time they were announced to the time they were released. Like, entire UIs were were completely replaced. In Ocarina of Time's case, just tons of different environments were created and then removed. And uh, so the final game looks nothing like the first screenshots we saw of it. Mm. And I would just, I, I would pay handsomely to just see a documentary chronicling, like, all the stages of development that that game specifically went through. It'd be yeah. really cool to see, because we've all heard the story of the initial prototype and idea for Ocarina of Time was basically Mario 64 with Zelda with Link going into offshoots from Hyrule Castle. I'm so curious what that would look like, because it's such a different feeling. It's definitely not yeah. Zelda, but it's also kind of curious, like, what would that what would that be like? I don't know. I yeah. want to know what where the location and original context for the fabled unicorn fountain was I want to I want to know what that whole area was about even though it didn't make it into the final game I was like I was one of those people back in the internet 1.0 days who was obsessed with looking for the Triforce in yes. Ocarina of Time thinking that uh -huh. there I spent so much time on this great website called the Odyssey of Hyrule me too so <laughs> you too I love it this have, website was amazing I yeah. am published on that website Oh, nice. There's like, wow. there's like an email I sent in that's still that's there. That's awesome. That's like, um, because they had this thing where they encouraged players, which is an objectively cruel thing to do to kids and teenagers, uh -huh. but they, they encouraged mm. you to like pull your cart halfway out while you were playing <laughs> because right. it would just start dumping like debug information. They're like, see what you can sure. find. And so me being like an obsessed 14 or 15 year old kid, like sent in just pages of all the stuff that I got from doing it repeatedly. And uh, they, they actually published it on the site as, like, I found a secret. And I was like, That's I awesome. thought I was the coolest kid on the block. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I would use GameShark codes to unlock the beta version of the game and see what I could find. And 99% of the time, it would just crash the game, depending on what you did. But oh, yeah. I was so obsessed with, with looking into that game and trying to find the Triforce and, mm -hmm. and the Sky Temple and all that nonsense that was, of course, not in the game. But yeah. uh, I remember yeah. uh, following the tracks of how to beat the Running Man, and there was, there was so many rumors yep, that you can that actually too. beat him and like travel <laughs> through time. And yeah, <laughs> obviously, obviously, the yeah. game is not programmed that way. Yeah, but I spent right. so much time trying to beat him. There, there, there is something uh, uniquely interesting about delving into the development history behind Ocarina of Time as opposed to many other games. Mm -hmm. There's just something. There's an extra veneer of mystery there for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure a lot of it was, you know, that's it's has been created by the urban legends that have come up through the internet right. that even if they have no basis in reality, but it is still, it's such a fun game to look into. And I remember there was a screenshot uh, back when Ura, Ura Zelda was a thing that it would eventually <laughs> become Majora's Mask. I remember seeing a, like a early screenshot that looked like it could be 
down the pathway if you were able to go to the right of the Temple of Time. It looked like what would be beyond that mm. if you could actually go down that path. And so, you know, we were just wild with speculation. I mean, it's so many good members of the internet 1.0 days before people knew how to properly research things. <laughs> so well done with the commentary, yeah. Valve. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, we, hey, we get these offshoots all Yeah, exactly. Time. Well done. Yeah. Basically, what we're saying is, yeah, like you said, John, well done on the commentary, Valve, and more, more developers should do this. We're, Especially we're, Nintendo. Yeah. I'll, I'll follow Gabe Newell around in VR. I bought an index just to play half-life alex mm. and then i didn't play half-life alex oh. and my index is in a drawer right next to me right now uh it turns oh, out in arizona when it's 110 degrees it's really stifling to put a vr headset on and play anything oh, so mm. uh now that it's like 80 degrees here i might try it again but um yeah it, what i did see i really enjoyed and i would love to see the commentary behind it because it is really a technically marvelous game <laughs> nice yeah by the way, Dan uh, or uh, Steve, Dan's ready to give you his address if you, if you want to send him the index. If, you, if you're just not going to use it, oh, you know. Well, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'd hate for you to get sick off of my headset. <laughs> I'll just keep it here. Good point. See, go. Steve's looking out for you, man. Yeah. That's that's true. That's true love right there, man. Um, all right. Well, let's let's turn our attention now to the Mortal Kombat film reboot, which uh, unfortunately has been hit with a bit of bad news, but but expected news. Uh, essentially, the reboot has been delayed. Uh, this news comes from producer Todd Garner, who was replying to a fan on Twitter asking about the game's release date, which was originally going to be March of next year. Uh, but unfortunately, because the pandemic has ruined everything, it also has to ruin the Mortal Kombat film reboot production timeline. And that means we don't have, uh, currently have a new release date for the Mortal Kombat movie, uh, oh, which is unfortunate. Huh? I've not. Looked... I said, "How dare they?" <laughs> I know. Right? I've, I've not looked too deeply into this reboot at all. I just keep hearing it's coming, so I don't know what exactly to expect from it. I think it's. They, I think they are trying to shoot for an R rating, uh, which you know would definitely be cool. Um, but this is expected. It's going to be. It, it definitely feels like a. It's going to be a while till we can have theaters open again, uh, yeah, especially with I mean, things just yeah. spiling out of control. It seems. So yeah, we get the wait. Yeah, there's not a whole lot anything yeah. can be done about it. It's unfortunate, but you know, of course, safety and, and health always come first. Always should come first. And uh, I am looking forward to the movie though, because uh, even though I'm not like a hardcore Mortal Kombat fan, I do like Mortal Kombat and the original MK movie. I mean, it's a classic, right? Especially where video game movies are concerned. So <laughs> it's like a B movie classic. It's a, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like a B movie classic. Yeah, it's like it's one of the few good. Well, like video game movies that has stood test the test of time and actually good. is fairly it's well fun. adapted fun to it's, the it's, I yeah i think yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it it's fun like i still remember the fight against goro johnny cage pulling off his classic move get yeah. going off screen and be like damn that hurt <laughs> just killed <laughs> yeah. me killed me as yeah. a kid when i saw that it was so so good like johnny cage did make that movie let's be honest I do, I do remember seeing that movie in the theater and thinking the visual effects they used for Scorpion were so cool. And I'm sure they haven't aged well. <laughs> yeah. But seeing like the spear come out of his the palm of his hand, I was like, oh, of that's awesome. That's how I always imagined it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it worked very well now, but um, I'm curious to see. Like, I'm seeing. I googled this, and I'm seeing like speculation that Terry Crews will play Jax and Keanu Reeves will play someone in the movie. I don't think it's going to be that kind okay. of movie. No. But uh-huh. uh, either way, I. I have enough uh, faith in the previous movie. Like John said, it was a really fun movie. So I would I would go see this one on blind faith. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Oh yeah, no, I, I would too. And I mean, I you know, let's say that even if the new Mortal Kombat movie is destined to not be very good, I hope it's not very good in the original Mortal Kombat slash original Street Fighter way, and not <laughs> Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li way. There's there are oh, levels man, of that. I never watched that. I've oh, not heard good things. It's it's horrible, and horrible doesn't even begin <laughs> to describe it. It's like it's like M. Bi- Neil McDonald's M. Bison delivering a baby horrible it's it's and and like taking the baby away and it's it's really bad like it's yeah go watch street fighter 90s it's way better it's like that is a movie i still enjoy the hell out of despite how bad it is it's it's fun and Mm -hmm. it's bad in a good way right there's no redeeming qualities with the legend of chun li because if i remember correctly it was paul ws anderson who directed the original Mortal Kombat and, you know, the one that went off to do, went on to do Resident Evil, correct? Um, I, I believe I so. so. I, I saw news, a bit of other news today. It wasn't, I, it was like, it wasn't enough to hold up on its own because we're not enough of a Monster Hunter fans to really talk about it. But I did see, he said that, uh, that they only had enough screen time to work in six to seven monsters from the series. And I'm thinking, oh. you know... I feel like that's not a lot considering you could have a lot of them just as background elements. They don't need like I can see just highlighting six or seven or just a few here and there, yeah. but only having six and seven, six to seven total. Mm. And that I'm Monster Hunter sure. trailer, too, was <clears throat> really not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The monster uh, yeah. design, I'd say, is good. The actual plot. <laughs> that's the other question. Yeah. The monsters themselves yeah. look cool. I, I'll yeah. give them that. Um and hey, here's the the perfect obligatory Mega Man reference of the show. They are still making the Mega Man movie, whether we How like they? it or not. I don't know if that's a good thing. No, I don't think it's a good thing at all. Don't get me wrong; I'm not happy about it. <laughs> but regardless of whether we or I want it or not, the official word is they are still making it. It's still coming. I'm... It's going to be live action CG, you know, combination. My everything I, I in my being sees all these as red flags. It's going to be a horrible movie. However, <laughs> however go see all four of us, well, of course I will. But aside from that, all four of us were sure the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was going to be a, a mess as well. And you know sure. what? Mm-hmm. It actually turned out kind of good. Yeah. So, And it wasn't I the same really, time really slot that Mortal Kombat of- was. <laughs> right. I was going to say, you're really good in the case of Derek and John. Their kids were both born nine months after it premiered, so... We, we really liked <laughs> Take it. Yeah, it was really, really A good. real glowing review. <laughs> it, it's still crazy to think that, uh, that, that the Sonic movie is the last movie I saw in theaters. That's the last time I've been to a theater was Sonic. Yeah, yeah I, I think and, me too. Uh, the same here. So I, I'm pretty sure the Mega Man movie is going to be awful, but you know what? I'm going to give it a chance, and if it's awful, at least I'll enjoy the awfulness, I guess. And it's Ash, if you're ever going to have a kid, it's nine months after the Mega Man. <laughs> so let's exactly. Talk. Especially yeah, let's if it's be good. Real. Good point. Exactly. Um, all right. I, I will say, oh, go, go. For, for the Mega Man movie, like, you know, I did the whole Metroid thing, uh, like, if I how I would craft it. And the thing is, it's sort of like I don't have a feel of need to craft a Castlevania movie now, because how do you make a Mega Man movie? Adapt the comics! Just adapt the damn comics, and you're good. Just, honestly, yeah, adapt the Archie comic, yeah, and make it an animated movie that's uh, that that looks like Mega Man is supposed to look. You know, yeah, I, I can't imagine that. However, they make Mega Man look in this movie, I can't imagine it's going to be good. Mm-mm. It's just, yeah, but yeah. maybe it will. Who knows? 
Um, all right, well, moving on to Pokemon. This will be great for you, Derek. Um, <laughs> basically, the the new mythical Pokemon Zarud, or Zarude, Zarud. I'm not sure how to say that. I'm going to guess Zarude. It's coming to <laughs> Zarude. Okay. Well, either way, it's coming to everything Pokemon. It's coming to Sword and Shield. It's going to debut in the new Pokemon animated movie, and it's coming to the uh, to a trading a Pokemon TCG expansion. So. Get ready for everything Zaruday because it's it's happening. Uh, this this Pokemon's debuting everywhere. Um, I guess we just got the trailer reveal for the next movie, Pokemon the Movie Secrets of the Jungle. And this is the 23rd, 23rd animated Pokemon wow. film. And yet Ash is still 10. I don't know. Well, this is, this, this is the this. new sort of movie timeline. Ever since the, I think it was the 21st film, the, I choose you. I think. Yeah, I choose it? you. They yeah. they've been doing like a s- sort of separate Ash timeline because oh, okay. I choose I you I was kind that. of a reboot almost with its own sort of right. separate story. Then it had the power of us, which continued on for that while Sun and Moon was going on, and now they're doing the same thing with um, Secrets of the Jungle, uh, which I think is a interesting idea to have That's this sort of two concurrent timelines going on. I've heard the the power of us was. At, was pretty good and honestly gorgeous. I've not seen it myself. I know they're both mm. on Netflix, but I've not yeah. sat and watched them. I saw it I choose a you couple of months ago. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't keep up with all the Pokemon movies, but I do watch them occasionally. And I kind of I kind of checked out of, of uh, the, the, I guess, the canon timeline. Um, cause it just kind of mm. got a bit samey. Uh, but these new ones, they've kind of, I guess because they're, they're not dedicated to any existing characters. It's just kind of Ash and Pikachu and whoever... Um, they just kind of go for it, and a lot of the times it's just fun. Um, and as you were saying, they're, they're all absolutely gorgeous. The art in these movies mm-hmm. is, yeah. is stellar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, they really do. And I mean, yeah, it, it's hard to keep keep an active interest in the main Pokemon timeline after Ash wins, because I think you know, for a lot of us, Ash winning was the that was the thing, right? <laughs> he finally won won a Pokemon League. So after that, you can kind of. There's not as much to wonder about. Will he ever win again? Who knows? But the fact that he won at all, after all, after after training Pokemon for longer than he's been alive, that was the biggest. <laughs> B- that was the biggest BJ thing. Bovia in the chat says uh, Steve checking out anytime the Pokemon anime comes up. Uh, I actually was was doing a little bit of research because I don't know what Zarude looks like, so I had to look it up. And my first thought, so I had to go deeper with this, was that. It reminds me of Mrs. Simeon from the from the uh, Amazing World of Gumball. I was like, she looks like the teacher oh from, uh, from, oh, from wow. Gumball, which my kids <laughs> watch all the time. I was like, it's just a really angry primate Pokemon, I guess. You have to rate him on the vibe scale, Steve. What would you give him? I, I would give him, ah, uh, man, it, as a legendary, as a Pokemon overall, I'd give him good vibes. He's all right. Uh-huh. As mm-hmm. a nice. legendary, though, I would give him no vibes i yeah. I, I don't yeah. think he's, he's exciting yeah i mean but he's, he's not bad either to correct your terminology steve actually he's a mythical pokemon Ooh. <laughs> it actually Ooh. took me a long time to figure out what the difference is between mythical and legendary pokemon basically legendary pokemon are the special ones that you can catch in game mythicals are the ones that you have to have codes and stuff like mew gotcha um and actually speaking of the codes used to be you always had to go to gamestop uh, to get these sort of mythical Pokemon, you get a little card sheet and you can download the code and use Mystery Gift to get it. Got to do it a little differently uh, nowadays because the way you get Zarude in Sword or Shield 
is by signing up for the Pokemon Trainer Club email notifications by November 20th. Trainers who register in this way will receive a Pokemon Tra- Trainer Club email containing a distribution code for, for Zerude on December 11th. So you want to do that within the next seven days or so. So definitely want to get on that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's... It's interesting. And yeah, the design design's not great. <laughs> it's like, yep, that's a monkey. Nah. I, I'm, I I'm getting the same vibes as you, Steve. No vibes from, from me as well. Sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah, I looked at this and I thought, haven't I already seen this one? <laughs> I could have sworn I've already <laughs> seen this monkey Pokemon before. And I think that, that just kind of says it all. He, he doesn't really look distinguished. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't feel anything. I mean, he just, he comes off to me as like an Infernape that played way too much Shadow the Hedgehog and then decided to like cosplay <laughs> or something. It's just, it's like edgy Infernape or something. It's not, yeah, I don't find this design interesting at all personally um but we have one more headline for today unfortunately one of you might have to take it uh because for some reason the article is not loading for me it's from kotaku but apparently uh police were called to ubisoft canada's headquarters due to some possible scare or i'm not sure exactly what happened i can't get the article to come up yeah i I have a few friends that work at Ubisoft Montreal, so this was particularly troubling to read on the timeline today. And I was keeping tabs on it all throughout the day because, yeah, it's a a real scary idea, right? That somebody went to Ubisoft Montreal and held hostages. Fortunately, that is fake. Like, somebody called it in. Somebody definitely called in the police and said they had hostages and that there was a situation. And fortunately, I guess Ubisoft has has procedures in place for this type of event. So they did, like, you know, outwardly it did look like it was really happening. Employees evacuated to the roof, you know, like they had mm. people in designated places. Jesus. They had safety protocols in place. But fortunately, it turned out to just be one big hoax. So some... Mm-hmm asshole decided to call in and and say they had hostages now the weird wrinkle to this story is that that call did come from inside ubisoft montreal so it came from a phone inside the building that doesn't mean necessarily it was somebody working there but somebody gained access to a phone and i know that the police are investigating it uh but that's all i knew as of the beginning of this recording so fortunately the the good takeaway is everyone is fine nobody got hurt Nobody was really out to right. harm anyone. That is a huge sigh of relief. But whoever you are that did this, you're definitely an asshole. Like this is yeah. one of the worst. Yeah. This this is the one of the worst things you could do. It wastes yeah. the Seriously. police's time. It terrifies people all over the world. And I'm mm. sure those poor people in that building that didn't quite know what was going on, I would have been beside myself with fear. Mm-hmm. So Me to too. just do that yeah. for probably a very dumb reason giggles is, is whatever shame on you yeah <laughs> seriously Forgive my no, pronunciation is, yeah. here um but the the producer of mario plus rabbit so i think is, is it davade or davad um well, i always said david but i'm not sure david okay david maybe he, yeah he tweeted saying okay it looks like it all started as a hoax but they don't know who's responsible yet i'm just glad that everyone's safe so it, it just worried everyone who works at ubisoft um and yeah why would you do this I hope that whoever did do it is caught and fired and prosecuted to the fullest extent possible. Because as you were saying, Steve, there is no excuse for something like that, especially in 2020. There's never an excuse for it ever. But with the world on fire as it currently is and scary things really happening all over the world right now, it's even less permissible right now. And, you know, I'm sure all of us would have been thinking about our loved ones and and scared to death. So... Yeah, I hope that person gets caught and prosecuted because there's just no no excuse, no defense for it. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
it, yeah. it could have even just been some gamer who was upset at Ubisoft for some reason. And decided oh, yeah. To- you know, yeah. Sadly, that's probably the likely. The sad thing is, it. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Richard yeah. Herrera in the chat says, my guess is someone was mad about Valhalla. And as ridiculous as it sounds to say that out loud, it's, it is it is so plausible. It's and, and that's plausible. really depressing. It's what, what are people upset about Valhalla? I don't, I don't know. I'm playing it, and okay. I think it's great. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I literally I cut it on for, for about half an hour this morning, and I was, I was going through it. It runs really well on Series X. It's a very pretty game. You can choose to be a male <laughs> or a female protagonist. It, that's, I mean, probably it, it, trying, that's probably why they're trying to... Yeah, yeah, that's you. probably I'm why they're upset. That's probably right. Yeah, that's probably why. <sighs> well, I'm just glad everyone's safe. So uh, even if the news story is a bit of a downer and the fact that it even happened is a hoax, it is also, uh, you know, we have a happy ending. It's good vibes. Everyone's safe. No one got hurt. And that is what matters. And with that, uh, we have covered all the major news for for the day. So... Before I go into the outro, though, I do want to thank all of you in the community. Uh, just thank you all very deeply. Uh, I was not here yesterday because I was, uh, as I tweeted out, my mom is, uh, is post-op and she's recovering, but she's been stuck in bed all day, or not all day, for the past like couple of weeks because she's post-op. And so I wanted to get her out of the house and take her on a drive to the mountains and everything. So she had a great time, but I, the outpouring of support that I got on Twitter and uh, through here in the chat and you know everyone just saying you know give Ash's mom our best send her good vibes thank you so much that is uh, so kind of all of you and I really appreciate that and I did pass on the message and she was incredibly touched that people who didn't even know her would care enough to even say anything so thank you all so much for that um, and yeah but that about wraps us up here uh, so before we sign off though we do have to give our special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer level or higher for helping to make this show happen because this wouldn't be happening without you. Uh, in addition, thank you so, 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 so much to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. Uh, and those fine folks include uh, Rob Arman X, Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, OnStar, Dukeman, D- uh, Diogo, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, Rosa Bowling, aka Mama Bowling. Hi, Mom. Geller. <laughs> Geller. Shiny Turkey. Titus Malvolio, or Titus Malvolio. Jake Pelka. Michael Phone. Mitchell Herring. Top Dog 23100. And of course, Game Explain. Uh, so thank you all so much for supporting the show as executive producers and above. Uh, before we sign off for good, John, do you want to tell our audience where they can, not that they don't already know, <laughs> but where they can currently find your awesome, awesome content? Sure, yeah. So I'm currently on paternity leave, so don't start working again until December. But uh, you can find me on Nintendo Life and also the uh, the entire NLife network. So I've worked for Nintendo Life, Push Square, and Pure Xbox. I've not currently posted to either of those latter two yet, but I've just got my Series X and getting my PS5 when it comes out in the UK. And from there on, I'll be posting across all of them. So you can find me on any of those three uh, YouTube channels or websites. Awesome, and for those of you just know, for those of you who don't know, we want to shout it from the rooftops. Good Vibes Gaming would not have uh, launched as successfully as it did without John's help, because he <laughs> very, very kindly donated his own YouTube channel to us, which already had a ton of fans. Uh, but he wasn't doing anything with it at the moment because he's with Nintendo Life, so he so kindly donated his existing channel to us, which allowed us to, you know, start with a subscriber head start and monetize immediately. And John, I know I speak for both Derek and Steve and myself when we say 
We literally could not do this without you, and you are Absolutely. emblematic of the good vibes we are trying to bring other people. So thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart, and I know from our hearts, for your incredible gift, man. As, well, as our you, patron uh, Don, Dan and Twistle said in the chat, good guy, John. <laughs> yes. John, the MVP, as exactly. Jared Edinger says. Yeah. I also want to thank the existing audience who um, was so understanding of this change. Um, I didn't see mu yes. much uh, backlash. Um, I'm sure they were pretty sad, but in either case, uh, thank you all for sticking with this. And I'm, I'm sure they're, they're all fans of you anyway. So, yeah, thank you to everyone who was already a subscriber. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank you absolutely. to you all. So uh so yes sorry what Derek? just so kind no yeah it really between john and the community and just the the vibes we've been getting from you all for our first week this week this has gone uh been a better first week than i think any of us could have anticipated or hoped for so uh you guys are showing us the same good vibes that we're trying to spread out to you all so thank you so so much it really means a whole lot uh, and with that said, uh, please recall that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gdgaming, where you can uh, support us for as little as $1 a month, or, uh, or and you can watch today's news tonight, news tonight live with us for uh, as little as $5 a month. So uh, $1 a month gets you into our Discord, and you'll get an exclusive founder role for the first 90 days. Uh, if you join within the first 90 days. But for just $5, you can uh, watch our, our show live and interact with us as our lovely patrons have been doing today. So with that said, thank you all so much again for watching. We really appreciate it. And if you liked this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, everybody, good night and good vibes. <laughs>